Hello everyone, we had our overflow uh, investor seminar and it was a great, great hit. Today we want you to listen to how to become bankable. Brother Mike McKenzie teaches us how we can get our credit together, how we can look presentable to a bank to make sure that we're able to leverage other people's money to help curate money for ourselves. Hey, 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 what's up everybody? Michael McKenzie here with the Big League Approved Team powered by Edge Home Finance. I spoke today at the Overflow Investors Conference and I talked about how to become bankable and it was amazing. I think we got some future millionaires in here, y'all. Hey, how y'all doing? Bull City, what's up? It's homecoming weekend. I'm here. Can everyone stand up? for me real fast. I put this energy in the air. So I want y'all to say right now, right now, I'm going to be bankable. It's there, isn't it? The energy is here. Y'all can sit back down. <laughs> Clicker, we're going to begin the slide. So who am I? I'm Michael McKenzie from Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm a licensed mortgage broker, graduated from North Carolina Central University. Um, I used to have a 468 credit score, so I was not bankable. I figured it out, and they gave me the keys to the castle. <laughs> they gave me the cheat codes. And I'm gonna teach y'all what they don't want y'all to know. I have created two millionaires since I've been doing this, and they're my friends. One of them is an alumni from North Carolina Central University, and my goal is to create a thousand more. Alrighty, next slide. So today we're gonna just learn how to become bankable, what the banks don't want you all to know. Pretty much I'm gonna give you everything to be dangerous, give you everything which I need to Build generational wealth. Next slide. So understanding being bankable, how does that look? You're pretty much low risk, quality client, got your ducks in order, and you get these amazing perks, low interest rates, you get to determine your terms, you get to negotiate with me. So the first step of becoming bankable, has anyone ever seen this before? Do y'all understand it? So the credit mix, right? For credit, a lot of people go through credit repair, I'm gonna be honest, you don't need credit repair. It's a scam. I used to own a credit repair company. I wasn't scamming, but it's just too easy. It's too easy, and $99 a month for, has anyone done credit repair for over six months? You're getting scammed. Credit repair should not be more than six months. So here's the thing, I'm gonna show you how to fix your credit, how to be bankable without credit repair. <laughs> Payment history, it's 35% your credit score. All you gotta do, pay, pay your bills on time. That's easy, right? Let's pay your bills. Then you got amounts owed. This is credit utilization. That's 30% of your credit score. Remember that. Credit utilization is 30%. New credit, 
if you add like a loan, line of credit, something, it's just 10%. Length of credit history, pretty much your age. A lot of times when people go through credit repair, they say delete everything. You're deleting your age. The older you are, what they say, the wiser, right? Don't delete everything. And then 10% is just your credit mix. What do I mean by credit mix? Mortgages, student loans, car loans, credit cards. You got to have credit. But to be bankable, these two matter. Pay your bills on time, but credit utilization. Next slide. So this is how you go from a 580 to a 680. Very quick. Anyone have credit cards in here? Raise your hand. Perfect. So with credit cards, right, this is just an example. Y'all can take a picture. London is my daughter, by the way. <clears throat> Pretty much the way that you want to manage your credit cards, you want to add up all your total credit card limits, right? Have y'all heard of the 30% rule? It's not 30% no more. They lying to y'all. It's actually 15%. So add up all your total credit limits. Whatever that number gives you, I'm talking about every credit card that you have. If you have a HELOC on your primary residence, you got to factor that in. Because a HELOC is a big credit card just on your house. So add up all those limits. Multiply by 15%. When you do that, circle that number. And then you're going to add up all your current balances. If your balances are over that number you circled, bring it down to the number that you circled. Now, here's the other hack. You've got to pay your credit cards on the due date. Don't listen to those YouTube gurus. These IG gurus saying pay your credit card on the 2nd and pay it on the 17th, that sounds like a job. Just pay it on a due date and then wait eight days after you pay it on a due date. Wait eight days exactly to reuse the card. I'm telling y'all, I get people in houses by doing this. My colleagues be like, how you get that person from 580 to buy a house? Give me $1,000, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but this is all you got to do. Just do that. And I'm telling y'all, if you're at a 620, you're going to go to a 680. If you're at a 680, you're going to go to a, you're going to be in a 700 club. Credit utilization is everything. It's not about loans. A lot of people think, oh, loans, 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 loans. Loans don't help you build your credit. They just show your payment history. Credit cards, they actually help with payment history, and they help with that 30% of your credit utilization. So tonight, I want y'all to go home, add up all your credit limits, times it by 15%, circle it, add up all your current balances. If it's over, y'all know what to do. If it's under the 15%, just bring it there. And then what we're going to do? We're going to pay our credit cards on the due date and wait eight days after. I'm telling y'all, this is what I did. Once I figured it out, I was like, oh, gotcha. Next slide. So now, after I did that, 
I was like, I'm in the 700 Club. Let me go get me some business credit. Business credit. What you need to know about business credit. You want to have over 700. I know it's a lot of people saying, oh, business credit. You can just uh, get Quill, Uline, store cards. No, that's not business credit. You cannot. I wish somebody would come to me and say, I got business credit from Staples. We're not buying no house with that. So the way you truly get business credit, first you need to have your LLC or a corporation set up. Get your EIN, it's free. Company operating agreement, this is where a lot of people forget. Company operating agreement is two ways how you can get it. Hire an attorney, they can set it up for you. Or go to rocketlawyer.com, create an account, and you can have your operating agreement. Okay? These are tools that y'all need. Next slide. Go create a business bank account. Don't walk in the Bank of America. Don't walk in the Wells Fargo. Y'all already know why. Go to a small local community bank. You want to have good personal credit, the established business credit. How do you get, get that by what we just talked about? Credit utilization and paying your bills on time, right? Positive payment history. Business credit can actually get you in the game of real estate. Because in real estate, guess what? You're going to need some type of down payment. Guess what you can use? Next slide. Other people's money. That's all business credit is. If y'all bank with, like I bank with Chase. Anybody in here bank with Chase? Thank y'all. Y'all just helped me buy a house. Business credit. This is me in the same house. So using other people's money, next slide. So now after you have the credit score, you got the business credit set up. Now what you're going to do, you have leverage. You're already bankable, right? Got a credit score. You got all your business docs. Now you got the business credit. So now you can come to me and say, hey, I'm ready to do business. Or you can find private investors in here. Y'all can partner with each other. Real estate is a big network. I have a lot of partners. You can use hard money, like me, buy an ugly house, fix it up, flip it, or keep it as a rental. You can go traditional, mortgages, conventional, FHA. I do those as well. Or you can do private equity. Raising capital, that's a whole nother class. But that's what I do as well. <clears throat> so these are all your sources of OPM. But to get to other people's money, it's all going back to your credit. But once you get to this level, you officially bankable. Y'all should see me, I be acting up in North Carolina. <laughs> Mechanics and farmers, derm. They love me over there. The black bank, it's a black bank. Yes. Mechanicals and farmers in Durham, North Carolina. You throw a few dollars in there, they give you 
a lot of dollars back to invest. Next slide. So I'm just going to talk to y'all about hard money, because that's what you're really going to use when you invest in real estate. How uh, Dr. Maxwell said he brought an ugly house. That's what you're going to use to buy an ugly house, hard money. And where that's hard money, lenders, and the hard money, all it is, it's just private equity. I have a whole bunch of private equity buddies, and they trust me to lend out their money to help you all. So they like to see that you have $15,000 in your bank or 10% down. I know some people are like, well, how am I going to get the $15,000? You got business credit now. That's your $15,000. You just need to show that. Or if you have a 401k, you can use that. Then I'd like to see that you have 25% of your rehab budget in a bank account. Because with hard money, they're not going to give you a check. Majority of the time, they just don't give you a check to start. You have to start yourself. So that's when the business credit comes in. You start the project, get reimbursed, right? And some of them, especially in this economic environment we are in, they want to see that you have three months of your interest-only payments in a bank account, right? But no biggie. We got business credit. And you all can partner with each other. One person over here got business credit, another person got business credit. Guess what? Y'all can do a deal. One deal can change your life, I promise. It happened to me. Minimum credit score, they do me this solid, 600, because they know my people are good. If y'all go anywhere else, they're going to be like 680. Minimum credit is 600. That's all y'all need. So now, Guess what? Y'all officially bankable now. Y'all have the whole blueprint of what you need to do, what you need, how you need to get there, and then after you get there to that 700 club, go get some business credit. Once you get business credit, it's going to open up doors for you. And you can buy ugly houses like this. Those are my two kids, Marcel, Marcai, my contractor. My contractor, he like my son too. Probably you had to pay him. Next slide. So this is this house, before and after, Centaurus, North Carolina. Um, I went into the bank, and I was like, I need some money. And it was like, how much you need? I looked my banker in his eyes, and I said, I need 150000 He was like, OK. I had the money probably 10 days, 10 days, ready to go, 150 grand. It only took me 100,000 to do it. I, I'm trying to keep it as a rental, but I'm putting it on the market just because somebody need to buy a house. But again, I went from a 460, 468 to over 700 just by fixing my credit, Doing the utilization. Once I got business credit, business credit helped me get into my first deal using hard money, did a first fix and flip. After you do your first fix and flip, you're going to have money. You're going to make some money if you do it right. And that's another class on how to do it right. But once you do it right, 
Sky's the limit. Now you can buy a whole bunch of rental properties for you and your family. Buy cars, take vacations. But then you're creating generational wealth for your family. And a lot of people, they don't know how to do it. My family, they're not wealthy. They broke. My uncle called me today, asked me to send him a few dollars so he can gamble for the game, but he ain't tripping about that. <laughs> but did y'all learn something today? That's what I'm talking about. So look, when y'all ready, I got the money for y'all. I'm a licensed mortgage broker and also private equity owner. When y'all ready, I got money to lend to y'all, okay? Because I don't deny no loans. I don't believe in that. Devil is a liar. All right? Thank you. Now, you keep that mic for a minute. Also, I want to kind of pity back off of him. When he started, he alluded to the 401ks. How many people got 401ks? You can borrow money from your 401k to go towards your down payments in your, for, for a particular rental property that you want to get. Did you know that? All right, you can use your 401k. Most 401ks, you got to know what kind of 401k you have, right? 401ks, I don't have to even pay my 401k back. That's our mindset up. So a lot of time when people retire or they, they quit their job early and they cash out, you don't have to cash out, borrow it if you got that particular rule in yours. And I know with the military, a lot of times, any military people in here? A lot of military 401ks, please talk to your financial person first as well. Everybody needs to talk to your financial person first anyway, okay? But with the military, I know they, they make you all, uh, most of yours, you have to pay it back. I don't know this kid, you're going to go AWOL or something, but they make you have to give yours back, I believe, for most of the part with yours, the way it's set up. But you can definitely use your 401k to, to get that particular money. And also, what, what he said about the credit score, and I'm going to see if they have any questions. Your credit score is power. Do you know that? Your credit score is power. He said he went into the bank and said, I want this money. And he said, okay. Why? Because it's credit score. Plus, you need to make a relation. You need to have a relationship with a banker, right? He said he had the money. He wanted the money. He got the money. With me, when I, when I get loans, I make sure I read all the paperwork. I make sure I look through it because each lender is different, okay? Make sure you read it. Don't just make sure you read what's going on because when your credit score is good, you can kind of dictate certain things in certain terms you ain't going to accept. Okay, so just remember that because sometimes people will try to take more than just your house when you don't pay your loan. I had a situation where I was getting a loan and um, they, I looked at the fine print and they said, if you don't pay it back, we're going to take your house and the business. What? You can have a house. You only loaned it to me 80%, 80% which means you had 20% equity in the house. So when you, if you foreclose on me if I don't pay, which I doubt because I like my credit score, then you can take the house, but you can't take my business. So you just be careful and don't be so desperate for money that you do anything, all right? And also, if you have a house already, how many people have a house already? You stay in. Woo, look at that, boy. 
That is awesome, because I know you're ready. Because you understand that us as black people now only own the amount of houses that we own, the percentage of houses we owned in 1968. Because when the, when the predatory lenders came, that's why I wanted to bring somebody in I had, that had credibility. When the, when the predatory lenders came out in about 2008, it, it happened a lot when Obama was in office, because a lot of times, you know, you, you got a black person in office, and a lot of times uh, black leaders don't want to speak about nothing that's going wrong because they feel like they're going to speak against the president. But it wasn't the president. It was a lot of different things happening under, under, the, under, the, under the radar, right? So people would get these loans, 20% down, then they have a balloon payment in five years. Now, that's good if you're doing your hard money lending. But sometimes people were doing this in their regular houses, and they didn't understand it, they didn't explain it to them, and they ended up getting foreclosed. So the fact that that many people in here raised their hand is a flipping miracle. Do you hear me? You are a miracle. Come on, somebody. The cards have been stacked against you, yet you're doing it. My, the way I bought my first house, I, I got a HELOC, right? home equity line, right, line of credit. I got a HELOC. And I, I got $15,000 or something like that, and I use it to do the down payment, and, and I fix up my first house. Then I came back, <laughs> refinanced my house, and got another $50,000. No, I got $50,000 the first time, $50,000 the next time. So in the, in the end, I ended up building so much equity in my house, because first of all, I had paid some of it down. I probably made $100,000. I made $100,000 off my house that I bought for $95,000, okay? I stayed there four or five years. I bought in the subdivision when it first was built, so the equity was going up. Because if you get in the subdivision, if you got division, try to get in the first part of the house. Because when you get in there, it's going to keep going up. So when, by the time they finished the subdivision, they were selling the houses, the same house I bought for $95,000 for $150,000. So in less than a, about a year and a half, I had already built up $55,000 worth of equity just by living in my house. So the fact that you have a house, you already have money and don't even know it. So what we can do is make sure we meet with you, see how much equity you have in your house, uh, make sure we understand it. Uh, Mr. Giannis, raise your hand right quick. She, in the, she can do a CMA. We can make sure that we figure out how much equity in your house and you can begin to use that for the leverage to make sure that you, that you can be able to use your money that you already have invested in yourself because you're paying into your investment, all right? Now, do y'all have any questions to Brother Mike from North Carolina? He ain't from Durham, but he's from North Carolina. It's still in North Carolina. It's a, it's a microphone. You can walk on down. I saw your hand. You can walk to the microphone if you got a question. They still raising their hand. <laughs> so I hear you speak a lot about fixer-uppers. Um, do you do any new construction? As far as lending or investing? Um, investing. I did one new construction in Durham. And with new construction, the way that the lending guidelines are right now, you got to have experience. How do you get experience with new construction if you've never done it? It's two ways. If you have done 12 or more fix and flips, that's your experience. Or this is what I did on my first one. I partnered with a builder. Real estate is all about partnerships, y'all. I partnered with a builder, right? And I was, I was actually trying to sell him the house wholesale. And he's like, this house is about to fall. I was like, oh, Jesus. What you mean about fall? He's like, it's going to fall. So I was like, okay, what are we going to do? He's like, man, you got to just tear it down. So instead of me wholesaling it to him, I said, let's partner. 
It was a terrible, it was an okay deal. I was new. But with new construction, going back to what I was saying, partner with a builder. The way that you're going to partner with a builder, you all have to be on the same LLC entity because they're going to have the experience. You're just going to have to have the money. After you do that one deal with him, do another one with him. Now you have two years' experience. Now y'all don't have to be partners anymore. You can go out and venture out on your own. But ground-up construction right now, if y'all not noticing, it's the best thing that you could do right now because there's a housing shortage still. And what these bigger corporations are doing, like J.P. Morgan Chase, they're doing it in Arizona. They're spending over $100 billion to buy real estate. And it's all new construction. Um, it's another company called, what's that company called? I've been using them. I forgot the name of them. But they just buy rental properties, ground up construction, New, new communities ground up and just rent them out. But that's how you get in with ground up construction. Okay. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, look at here, though, man. You, that was a great question. I need to connect with, with this young lady, and I'm going to talk to you since you want to do new construction because I ain't going to put it all out there, but Newbies Grow, we about to do something. Just to let y'all know. Who do, what Newbies Grow at? Hey, because... We got a lot of we got a lot of land. We have a lot of land over there, and it was I was supposed to sell this thing. So I'm gonna go on and put it out there, and, there, and I ain't really like the deal that was coming around. So I love to, you know just leave me alone. But I really, when you said that, thank you for your question, um, Miss, and thank you for your answer because we definitely gonna do some new construction. So anybody want to start investing, I'm gonna talk to y'all in a minute. All right, Hallelujah. Go ahead, sir. Uh, okay, so um, I wanted to uh, speak to or ask a question regarding. Uh, the credit repair, uh, you, would, you put that formula up about 15% of your uh, spending limit or, or, or what, you know, what, I, you know I, I don't specifically remember exactly what you said, but yeah, that, and then you had the other uh, uh, picture with all of the numbers on the board, 15% uh, times 5,000, blah, blah, blah. So my question was, um, you, it, I, I was a little confused because it, it sounded as if you said to maintain your credit uh, 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 expense or bill at 15% or is, what if your, your credit limit is zero or your balance, I'm sorry, your balance, what if your balance is at zero even though you are utilizing your card, is that, do you get penalized? Uh, for zeroing out your balances, or is it better to have a, 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 a balance maintained on your credit cards? I guess that's my question. And then the second question uh, that I had just came up with regards to the um, <clears throat> using equity out of your home. We, me and my wife, we own our home. And I guess my question is, is can you have multiple uh, sources of tapping into that equity or uh, do when you tap into it, are you now excluded from using any more of it or, you know what I'm saying? So like how much of it are you able to access uh, of that equity? Are you able to access? Okay, great questions. So with credit cards, does anyone pay their credit cards to zero every month? Raise your hand. Let me tell y'all about America. 
America is built off business and interests. So the banks, they do not tell the credit. So when you pay your credit card to zero, the credit bureaus do not tell the banks. I'm using my daughter, for example, London. She paid her credit card down to zero. She, you know, spent it at the mall. She did all this stuff. When they see zero, the banks is like, okay, we're just going to give London like one or two points. Because guess what? They're not making no money. So when my son Marcel, he spent money. So he's going to keep a balance. So that's why I'm telling y'all, keep that 15% total utilization balance. Because now the banks are making money, 15% interest, right? They're making that money. But in return, they tell the credit bureaus, go ahead and give Marcel 60 points. Because we're making a few dollars off of them. So you're really paying to play. That's the name of the game. And I love it. Let me tell you why. Because you just use it against them. They're betting against us. Every time they lend you money, they're betting against you. It's like Vegas. I love it. Because how can you lose when you can't be here with nothing? That's what I tell people. So now, that's what you got to do. Never pay your credit cards to zero. Never keep zero. I hate Citibank. I hate them. And my wife can tell you, I'm like, don't, let's keep a balance on that thing. But that's the name of the game. And then for the second question, if you own a house, raise your hand if you own a house. Did you buy during the, during the refi boom, low interest rates? Woo! 2.5, 3.25? Yes. Bring it back. Bring it back. China, somebody, bring it back. <laughs> but if y'all have, so y'all have a ton of equity in your homes, right? And y'all trying to figure out how could I touch this equity, but I want to keep that same low rate, right? Well, here's the name again, because I'm thinking just like y'all. Pull from that equity. Got two options, either a refinance, cash out. If you do that, your interest rate is going to jump up. Or you can do a line of credit, a home equity line of credit or a home loan of credit, like a he loan. Two options. With that, when you pull that equity, just don't fix up stuff in your house. Don't do that. That's what a home warranty is for, right? Like my aunt did it, and she, still to this day, she pissed me off every time I talk to her, right? She, she legit did it. She, I was like, auntie, you got equity, let's pull, let's go buy some rental properties. Her crib, her kitchen, is bad kitchen. But it's, it's a stupid mistake. Because really, you want to pull that equity, get with Maxwell Realty and I, go buy some houses. Let those houses pay back the equity line and a little bit of your mortgage payment. Now, if you want to refi, get hit with a higher rate, don't panic. Be smart about the money. Money is like soldiers. Just put it to work. That's what money is meant for. So just put it to work. So go buy some rental properties or fix and flip and start building that generational wealth because that refi boom that we had, that was the greatest thing that could happen 
to middle-class America. And now we just got to take advantage of it. And so if y'all have houses, let's definitely have a conversation about how y'all can either get a line of credit or a he loan and how we can structure it to where you all can be winning at the end of the day. Because the payments are going to go up. But it's this thing called a blended rate we do as lenders. If you look at all your credit card interest that you're paying, add up all your, your current mortgage payment, your rate is not really 2.5. It's really more. And so we could possibly eliminate some credit card debt if you have high credit card utilization and it's stopping you from being in the 700s, boom, we can pay those credit cards off. Now you're in the 700s. Now we go get you some business credits because with business credit, I forgot to tell y'all, it mirrors your personal credit when it comes to the limits. Meaning, if you have, let's say, total credit card limits 50,000, in business credit, you're going to get between 50 to 75,000 in business credit funding. So that's why it's very important today. Call all your credit card companies and ask for credit line increases. That's all you have to do. But middle class America, this is the time for us to really like build wealth, like become millionaires. So did I answer your question, sir? Perfect. All right, this is the last one right here, then we're going to go to the next presentation. Okay, so um, how do I actually check my business credit? I have a business credit card um, through Wells Fargo. You also said that wasn't the best, so should I switch um, banks? And then how do I actually go about checking the business credit? That's a good question. So with checking your business credit, has anyone heard of the Dun, Duns and Bradstreet? Everybody love preaching that on YouTube and Instagram, right? That's only good for one thing, if you're trying to get government contracts. If y'all come to me talking about I got a Dun and Bradstreet number, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to mute the phone, and I'm going to tell my colleague we got another one. We can't do nothing with that unless you're trying to get a big government contract. But to check your business credit, you can go on Dun & Bradstreet. They do give you a score. It's actually free. I'm not going to lie. The way that I figured it out, I had to like play around in that website to check mine. Lenders, we check Lexus, Nexus, Corporate, Equifax, and Commercial Experience. But I really wouldn't worry too much about the business credit score. Because when it comes to real estate, we don't check that. To be honest, we don't, we don't care about that. That's only for business loans. Like if you're trying to get like an equipment loan, and even with that, we still check your personal. It just helps, like when you're trying to get a like, big government contract, that's when the true Duns and Bradstreet business credit number matters. But really what matters for real estate funding is that personal credit score. Okay? Hey everybody, this is awesome man, our Overflow Investors 
workshop is going great. We've learned how to become bankable. We've learned how to do tax annuities. We learned how to hide our money and tax sheltering. Our goal here is to make sure that we teach people how to make money through investing in real estate. Investing in real estate to me is the easiest way in order for you to learn and to curate wealth. So I'm so happy. We had a, a good turnout. We had about, I guess, probably about 200 people here today, and it's been awesome. We want to make sure that you're able to not only take care of yourself, but to curate wealth for your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. We want to make sure that you leave a legacy of wealth to take care of your family. And that's what we're going to teach you here in our overflow. Hi, I'm Sarita Powers. I came all the way from Virginia Beach to hear Dr. Maxwell, love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Can't wait for the next one. I'm going to definitely buy my first property one day soon. You can also buy into this program. This is a free workshop, but we have it every, every month. We're gonna have paid for classes and we're gonna give it at a very, very discount rate. Just look at the bottom of your screen and you'll be able to see exactly what it is that you need to invest in yourself in order to make sure that you not only become bankable, but become wealthy so you can take care of your family. Hey everybody, how you doing? This book is a book I believe everyone should buy. Not just because I wrote it, but because this book was birthed out of pain. And you learn so much during those painful moments. This is called Leadership Growth, The Power and the Pain. You can't have the power unless you've been through the pain. Bishop Morton wrote the foreword. It's been endorsed as well by our former governor, uh, Terry McAuliffe, and by our Newport News Sheriff, Sheriff Gabriel Morgan. I promise you this book will bless you. Please get it, not just for me, but to bless you. Go to willamaxwell.org or click on the links below, and I promise you this book will bless you. If you don't just buy it for yourself, buy it for someone else. It's a short read, but it's a powerful read. I've been getting testimonies all across the country, and I promise you it will bless your life.